Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. The United States has used drones to gather intelligence over the Gaza Strip to aid in efforts to locate hostages held by Hamas since the October 7th attack on Israel. Pentagon officials report that they have been operating in the Gaza Strip since October 8th, just a day before the start of the war, aiding Israeli, Israeli efforts to locate the hostages by searching for signs of life and transmitting the information to rescue teams in Israel. The drones reportedly focused mainly on the southern Gaza Strip. While the IDF conducts frequent reconnaissance flights over the Strip, Pentagon officials confirmed that this was the first time that American drones operated over Gaza. The drones were reportedly unarmed and did not support the Israeli offensive militarily. The New York Times revealed that there were at least six MQ-9 drones involved in the effort, saying that the U.S. aircraft was being used for surveillance missions due to its sophisticated sensors and ability to stay in the air for more than 20 hours at a time. The United States has previously used the drone to carry out strikes and gather intelligence in Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria. The MQ-9 can be found in several militaries around the world, but it is not part of the IDF arsenal. On Friday morning, November 3rd, the IDF disclosed the identities of four more fallen soldiers from the northern Gaza operation, Hashem Yikoyim Damov. Threats on the northern border continue with heavy fighting with the terrorist organization Hezbollah. Three divisions of the Israeli army are making massive advances in the Gaza ground offensive, and more than 150 Hamas terrorists have been reportedly killed in battles. An Israeli emergency aid bill passed the American House of Congress, 226 to 196, with 12 Democrats voting in favor and two Republicans voting against their own party's legislation. There was now reportedly no chance it would pass in the Senate. The U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken arrived in Tel Aviv on Friday to meet with Israeli leaders regarding the ongoing war. Number 2 FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has been found guilty on all charges related to the collapse of his now bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange in the first of two criminal trials against the former CEO. A New York jury in Manhattan federal court agreed with prosecutors that Bankman-Fried defrauded investors, customers, and lenders in connection with the collapse of his crypto empire. Prosecutors accused Bankman-Fried who founded and controlled both FTX and sister hedge fund Alameda Research of misappropriating and embezzling billions of dollars in FTX customer deposits, scheming to mislead investors and instructing other executives at his business to do the same. In the trial, he faced seven charges, two counts of wire fraud and five conspiracy counts. The charges combined amount to a maximum sentence of 115 years behind bars. Judge Lewis Kaplan, who presided over the trial, set a sentencing hearing for the morning of March 28, 2024. Number 3 John Sopko, the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, the SIGAR, issued his latest report on Monday, October 29th. The report revealed that the United States and its allies have supported the Afghan economy with cash shipments, averaging $80 million, that arrive in Kabul every 10 to 14 days, ever since the Taliban takeover and President Joe Biden's disastrous withdrawal in 2021. The U.S. has sent over $11 billion in assistance to Afghanistan and Afghan refugees since then. 
Sopko quoted UN assurances that the money is, quote, placed in designated UN accounts in a private bank, rather than being deposited in the central bank or provided to the, to the Taliban. The UN assistance mission in Afghanistan, UNAMA, stressed that the cash deliveries are, quote, carefully monitored, audited, inspected, and vetted in accordance with UN financial rules and processes. Sigar did not wade into the argument about the fungibility of the foreign aid money, but it did, however, note that the Taliban has a long history of stealing such aid, blocking oppressed minority populations from receiving it, and, quote, siphoning cash from UN shipments or collecting royalties or charging fees on cash shipments. Humanitarian agencies documented 127 instances of impeded access, including 26 aid workers arrested by the Taliban, a 73% increase in detentions over 2022. The Taliban has also demanded, quote, sensitive data from struggling humanitarian groups, including lists of their staff members and beneficiaries. As a result, 49 UN humanitarian partner programs temporarily suspended operations in August of 2023, and 36 remain sus suspended as of September, Sigar noted, singling out that the Taliban interference with staff recruitment as one of the major problems. The Biden administration's current approach seems to involve dangling full diplomatic recognition and legitimacy as a carrot for the Taliban to, quote, respect the human rights and fundamental freedoms of all Afghans, as the State Department put it. But the Taliban has displayed very little interest in nibbling at this carrot, preferring instead to develop economic relations with China, an equally brutal government that cares nothing for Western concepts of human rights. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.